the problems that we're seeing at UHL are incessant. Um, they're year-round problems, but they're particularly bad uh, over the winter months, and we're still in that period of time. The situation is diabolical. It's unacceptable. It's not uh, proper health care. And uh, I think it's very obvious, and it has been for some time, that our Midwest region, our laggards in the country, we hear of other hospital groups. Uh, Watford is an example that stands out to me that function really, really well. And all of this boils down to the fact that the 2009 decision taken by government to develop a centre of excellence at UHL um, didn't lead to a centre of excellence. And it was all about downgrading Ennisneen and St. John's. And that has haunted um, this region and its people ever since. There's a number of things I think we need to, to look at. Um, the first thing is the, the true flow of patients in UHL is a lot worse than in other hospitals. So most people, their first encounter of UHL is presenting at A&E and it is notoriously slow to get from A&E into a bed in a ward. And that is, I would say, largely due to constraints up along the hospital system. Um, government has to take responsibility here and it has. Um, there was a 60-bed block opened in 2022, a 98-bed block under construction, and there's planning uh, shortly to go in for additional beds. Again, all of that is needed for capacity. Additional recruitment is needed. And I'm glad to say since government took up office, there has been a 19% increase in the overall budget that, that is, is there for UHL. But that alone doesn't solve things. And that true flow of patients um, you know, isn't simply happening. People don't move up to the ward quickly enough and they don't sometimes move to where they need to be in the hospital quick enough. And I think the rostering uh, of senior decision makers needs to change. They need to be on site Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and I think Ennis, Nina and St. John's should have a more major role to play in terms of alleviating the pressures at UHL. And I raised this only last um, Wednesday morning with Minister Donnelly himself. Given the fact that your party colleague, uh, the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly, has said recently that management aren't doing what they need to do, uh, do you believe that more pressure needs to be put on them? And to what degree do you have faith in the ULHG management? I think, uh, and I've often said this when I've been interviewed by Clare Femme, they need to be on site. Uh, anyone who knows UHL, I can tell you the very senior management are not on site. They're based up in an office unit uh, in the Raheen Industrial Estate, up alongside factories and office buildings. It makes zero sense. And many people know that prior to my election to the doll, I was a teacher. Our principal was in the school every single day. And he had eyes over what was happening and he could make changes and make decisions on the spot. The same in every guard station, the same in most health centres. You cannot manage this colossal hospital, and it is colossal. You cannot manage it remotely. It simply doesn't work. There's so many people, there's so many patients who are there at a low point in their lives. If you're, if you're in hospital, you're not. Well, you need treatment and you need the, the best of treatment. Um, I would never fault the nurses and doctors, because I was only a patient uh, of UHL there myself at the beginning of January. They work outstandingly well and they work in really difficult situations. But senior management and senior decision makers at the medical end also, including consultants, need to be on site uh, on a 24-7 basis. Uh, if someone's well enough to go home, they need to be discharged um, at whatever time that is or whatever day that is to free up the bed for the next person. Um, I have seen many times and I often uh, get phone calls from constituents who are very worried. They want a family member to get into a bed in hospital. And I've others who are saying my family member is well enough and there's no one there to discharge them until Monday or possibly Tuesday if it's a bank holiday, which is insane. And that doesn't happen in any hospital 
group uh, that I know of except UHL. So things are going to have to change. I think management needs to be on site. But I really do think a fresh look needs to be given again to Ennis, uh, Nina and St. John's. And principally in Ennis, I've been pushing the minister to further expand the local injuries unit, which was just opened um some some months ago, um, the medical assessment unit, they have a far greater role to play. And even though they can cater for so many uh, emergency incidents, far too people are not going in there, far too many people are not going in there. They're still presenting to UHL. So there's an expanded role, I believe, for these. There's um, there's space, there's some capacity in Ennis. And, and I think an upgrading of these... Uh, we're probably not yet ready to go to a 24-7 operations at these facilities, but certainly needs to go to 18 hours a day, uh, giving cover well into the evening. I live in a part of South Clare, as many listeners will know, that's it's quite close to the Limerick border area. And I can see St. John's Hospital working really, really well. I think it operates until around 8 o'clock each evening, uh, really effectively. And many people in the South Clare area would opt to go to St. John's and many more to Ennis as well, knowing that uh, for for some injuries and for some ailments, they can be in, out, discharged and looked after well in that period. And I think UHL needs to become, um, well, we need to double down on the fact that it is a place if you have more serious um, ailments or injuries or illnesses that you would present there. But there has to be a greater role for Ennis and all of this. And that's what I've been articulating in government. But given the fact that the reopening of the likes of Nina St. John's Arenas would be a long-term solution, is there any short-term solution you can see that you believe the health minister should actively be pursuing? Yeah, I think I think, I think think there are solutions constantly coming forward. Um, that incredible primary care centre on the station road in Ennis is one of those examples. Um, I've been around it many times. It's like a small hospital. There's so much can happen under that roof. There's so much that can happen under the local injury unit roof in Ennis. Um, and then we have these new bed blocks being built in UHL, which which will be really alleviate, I think, some of the pressure there. But what's also very obvious is that when someone um, arrives at UHL, they don't go through, they don't transit through the hospital system in a smooth or quick fashion. And I don't blame that on nurses. I don't think can, it, some of it can be blamed on lack of beds, certainly. And that is a factor today when figures are at an all-time high. It is a major factor. But some of this as well, I think, rests around the fact that the rostering arrangements there mean that this isn't, for all intents and purposes, a 24-7, 365 hospital. And it needs to be. Because I'm doing this interview at the moment from, from my desk here in, in, in the Dáil. And I know that the hospitals here on Dublin City, we, we rarely hear about them in the National Airways, but they function on a 24-7, 365 basis. And you, it, it's not just um, it's not just getting through the triage doors onto a trolley and into A&E. Very often uh, over weekends and at peak busy times, you're meeting junior doctors and some who are still completing their training and some of the more senior people may not be rostered or may not be there at all. So I think we need to change that because it, it there, we need more consultants, but we need them to be covering more hours. And then uh, that real high quality of care that we all yearn for so desperately can, can hopefully become something more, more tangible and touchable.